Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Hey, good evening, everyone, and welcome to another audition of Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. I am Ron Kolek, the bad boy of paranormal. <laughs> Could be. You don't know. <laughs> With me, my charming co-host, the blonde bombshell herself, Miss Ann Carrigan. Ah, good evening. Oh, the bad boy, huh? Bad boy. Wow. All the girls go for the bad boy, you know. Bad boy. What you going to do? That's They always do. They always do. do. They that must must have been how you hooked Janet, huh? That's what it was. That's what it Actually, was. She, she was the bad bad girl. It's, oh. She's the, that's how she got my attention. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. She was kicking butt and taking names. Wow. All right. I'm going to ask her about this. This weekend is Spirit Quest. Oh, We're going to find free. out the real truth. Oh, feel free. She's and, a bad uh, girl. <laughs> and joining us is the bad boy from Scotland, Stephen Scott. Hi, good evening, guys. Oh, good, <laughs> Hi, good, Stephen. Good, good, good evening. Oh, how are you? I'm fine. Don't be rude. <laughs> yes, I'm spiffing, Ron. Thank you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you very Steven, much. Stephen's the, uh, the incredible Hulk of Scotland, right? <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Have you been bulking out? It's, yes, yes, I've learned how to flex fat. Oh. <laughs> He's always <Good>. done that. <laughs> <laughs> Just lay off the pumpkin stuff. Oh, there's uh, not enough. There's not enough. There's never <laughs> enough. There's never enough. It's like rum. There's never enough rum. There's never enough pumpkin. Yeah. Right? Or as Absolutely. Steve says, not enough gin. Mmm. <laughs> Anyways, I'm waiting for that clunk ahead. He's uh, right now. He's somewhere. Somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. Still. Waiting. Somewhere over the ocean. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know it takes him longer to get to uh, the airport than it does to fly here? <laughs> no, really? Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. It's gonna take some stupid ass train. That whatever. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the well, country's the size of Rhode Island. For God's sakes, why doesn't he walk? How long? <laughs> That's nice. That's nice. Anyway, Stephen, how are you? I'm absolutely fantastic, Ron. Uh, yeah, that's that's really all I can say. I'm doing really well at the moment. Uh, <laughs> trying to stay out of trouble. That's about all. Ah, that's oh. impossible. That's no fun. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't so say anyway. I was having fun. <laughs> yeah. oh, there you go. So, uh, Spirit Quest is coming up this weekend, and we're going to miss you because... Uh, yes, we are. Yeah, we will. Yep. But thank God there's more pumpkin crap for us to eat. <laughs> and drink. <laughs> and drink. And drink. <laughs> oh, but my anyway, on the serious, you know, there's probably a lot of people that are listening, well, two or three anyway, that are uh, listening and, and want to get some, you know, really good uh, information and not this lively banter that we're having. So we should talk about something, <laughs> I think. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, anyway, you are Good idea. also a Aikido instructor. Is that correct? 
Yes. Yes, I am. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and, and we, last time you were here, I mentioned that I had taken Aikido in college. And really? So you did? Yes. Yes, yes, I did say that. Like, so we have something <laughs> in common. Okay. We each, we each married a crazy woman. and uh, yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's true. We both oh, have, evidently, it, evidently, she's not in the room. Uh, no, I'm wearing headphones. You can't hear a single word you're saying, Ron. Oh, Bar that's probably, good. Thank God. Barry's probably <laughs> sleeping. Are you kidding? <laughs> Goodness sakes. Was it like well, midnight not, there? She's now saying what's he saying from the back. <laughs> <laughs> we both might be crazy. Tell her I said hi. I miss I her. I love her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, that's great. You know, if this was just a Skype's conversation, that would be really interesting. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. We're supposed to talk about something uh, paranormal. So, uh, okay. so what anyways, have you sold your house yet? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Let's just say St. Joe must be on leave. Um. Uh, oh. <laughs> And that's the reason I brought it up, because yeah. uh, there's an old tradition, and uh, I, did, I wasn't an, you know, aware that you were aware of it, and mm -hmm. that's about burying the St. Joseph statue. Yeah. Where, where, did, where did you hear about it, uh, Stephen? I, I think Vary found out about it on the internet somewhere. Oh, there you go. Uh, <laughs> you know, and I believe, I believe it was uh, our mutual friend, Sandra, who's coming to Spirit Quest again, uh, who... Uh, yeah. Posted it on Facebook, so therefore it must be true. It's on Facebook. Of course. So uh, it almost got me into trouble the other day, actually, because oh. I was standing, standing in the front garden, pointing at the ground, shouting at him, you had one job to do, and you've not done it. And a couple of people are walking past, and I must have looked like you couldn't see what I was pointing at. They probably thought I'd buried someone up to their neck in the ground. Probably did. You're probably threatening them. Uh, so, yeah, it always got me into trouble the other day, I think. But, now, uh, now, did you do it? I mean, did you do it properly? As far as we know, we followed the instructions yeah, on the leaflet. Do you remember the what figure. the instructions? Do you remember what the instructions? What we're talking about, folks, who all two of you that are listening out there, uh, <laughs> that if you want to sell your house, what you've got to do is bury a Saint Joseph statue. So, mm -hmm. what? What? How did you bury it? I'm just checking to see if it. It, it fits with my... Oh, if it was the right way. Oh. Well, uh, we kind of dug a hole in the ground. Uh, we put him in. We had a small blessing and a small thank you to him for any help and assistance he could give us. Uh, we put him in front of the sale sign and or, or beside the sale sign, uh, directly in line of sight with anyone going past. And then that was it. Gave her thanks and filled the hole in. Uh, so you screwed it up. Okay. Uh really? <laughs> Because you're supposed to bury him face down. Well, we didn't bury him face down simply because I personally thought that was quite disrespectful. <laughs> but you, you don't know what that is. That's, that's his way of saying, kiss my butt. <laughs> you need to go dig him up, flip him over, and... Yeah, he probably needs again. a rotation. That's probably what it, the problem is. Quite possibly, yeah. <laughs> uh, after my little display in the garden, I'm, there's no way I'm digging anything up from my front garden. For a while. No. I'm quite sure that the police are watching me right now just to see what I'm going to do next. <laughs> but uh, do you, I mean, that, I mean, you did that, so you you either must have been desperate or, or you kind of believed in it. So, I mean, are there other things, you know? Like that little little uh, superstitions, I guess we would yes. call them. I don't know. Yes. 
Yes. What, what other Absolutely. things? Absolutely. I love superstitions because superstitions are actually one of those things that many people will decry and say that, you know, that's just rubbish mm-hmm. until it comes up. Uh-huh. You know, spilt salt. Right. Oh, wait a minute. Hmm. Yeah. And <laughs> I'll just throw it just in case, you know, the devil's looking over my shoulder. <laughs> there you go. Because <laughs> he might, he might not. Who really knows? Um you know, uh, you know, you come across a ladder across a footpath. Do you walk under it, or do you go round it into the path of oncoming traffic? Hmm. <laughs> I wonder what I'm going to do. Um, you know, and it's interesting when you see human behaviour develop like that, mm-hmm. and that people have these little superstitions, uh, and sometimes the little ritual that goes with it. It's just a good way to generate a more positive focus in your life and to generate an awareness of your surroundings sometimes. You know, that's what I think a lot of superstitions are about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think so too. And, and, and of course, they're, you know, they're taught by our parents to uh, keep us in mm-hmm. line as well. Yeah, uh, true. It is really uh, funny because when I used to visit my mother, God bless her, uh, when she was in the nursing home and she'd always, I was there at lunchtime. So she'd put the salt in her hand and then sprinkle it over her food, you know, so it wasn't too much salt. And then she just take the rest of it and throw it over her shoulder <laughs> every right. single time. I'm like, Mom, it's all over the floor now. Oh, they'll pick it up, she says. Exactly. That's what you pay big bucks for. <laughs> but she always did that. It's really funny. So do you have any superstitions here? Uh, not really. I mean, really? you know, it's funny. Like, I mean, I guess when we watch the Patriots, right? Yeah. Uh, you've seen those commercials where you have to, they all have to sit in the car the same way, or the guy yeah. has to be in the cellar. Uh, you have to stay in the cellar because when you went down there to get a beer, they scored, you know? Mm-hmm. So I guess we do have a little, a little, I don't know if it's a superstition. It is a superstition. And so if we wear our Patriots shirts, mm-hmm. um, like last year, it was every time someone wore a Patriots shirt, they'd lose. But if we turn them inside out, then they'd win. Oh, that's not superstition at all. Oh, I don't know if we have any superstition. We'd so, sit around with our shirts turned if, inside if out. The Patriots not were that losing, we believed anything. No, not at all. If the Patriots were losing, we would all, you know, turn our shirts around. <laughs> I don't know. So, yeah, I, I suppose. I suppose we can go with that as a superstition. It is a superstition. Why do you reject it? It's. it's I don't know. It's fun. crazy. Oh, like we don't do lots of crazy things in our lives. Like well, what do you mar- do? Get married. <laughs> That's you know, Ben Helsing, I am not going down this road with you tonight. It's not a good idea. Okay? Oh. It's got nothing right. to do with my husband. I just had a crappy day. But I'm ah. just saying, don't go right. there. Don't go there. You'll get hate, even more hate mail than you already get. I don't even know where I was going, but that's fine. Yeah, you... I don't either. Okay. But what's your superstition? You must have one. Oh, my what's God, yes. And, and uh, I, I, Steve, did you play sports at all? Yes, yes. Are you crazy? What, 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 what kind of sports? Uh, I will play practically any sport. I just struggle to, uh, to watch them. Over the years, I've played football. I've played, oh, sorry, I've played soccer. Just to mm-hmm. annoy everyone from Britain that's listening. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I've also played football. Okay. So when you play uh, these sports, do you, don't you have certain superstitions? I mean, do you play them on, like, games that count and stuff? And 
Um, I, yes, I just... no, uh, yes, you do. And I think that um, I think what happens with these is you're having a bad day, and then something goes better in sports as well. You're having a terrible game, then something changes. Mm-hmm. And naturally, being human, you think, well, that couldn't have been me. Something must have changed. I must have done something different. Yeah, that's right. That's what it was. Yeah, I put my socks on inside out. That must go. have been it. Nothing to do with my ability. It was <laughs> not to do with me. It was because my socks were inside out. That's exactly. what caused it. And you actually see this within spiritualist circles as well, within mediums who really? develop little rituals and superstitions. Oh, yes. Really? Um, oh, I like oh, that. Say that again. No. That was cute. <laughs> And uh, oh, so, oh yes, <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> it, it transpires into a lot of things because it's it's natural human psyche. I think to just immediately doubt that what you did wasn't perhaps guided by some mysterious hand out with your control. I think we naturally fall back on that. I don't know the psychology behind it, and perhaps I'll go and find out. But um, I just think it's it's interesting why it's easier for us to believe that an external source affected our... Look, uh, say you go bowling, 10-pin, and... You know, you don't get a strike all night. Then one day you'd, you, you know, you'd take a drink of your drink and turn anti-clockwise instead of clockwise and get a strike. <laughs> then for the rest of your life, you're going to take a drink and turn anti-clockwise. Exactly. Do you know, uh-huh. and the same hope you get a strike. And if it doesn't work, it's because you must have done something else wrong. Oh, it was a black straw I had that night. I've got <laughs> a green straw tonight. Then you're away <laughs> annoying <laughs> the poor girl on the desk for a black straw. <laughs> you know, you don't get it. Everything goes to... Pot, you've, you, you know, you, you play the worst game ever because in your mind you're not strong without right. these little things. It's crazy. Maybe you, maybe you didn't drink enough. That's I do get maybe. better the more that drink I go there. <laughs> Can I back up to St. Joseph here? Yes. Okay. So uh, I Googled St. Joe oh. here. It says some say <laughs> that burying the statue sideways so that Joseph's praying hands are pointing directly at your house helps direct potential buyers to your home. Okay? Yeah. And not only that, you can go to the Catholic company and get a St. Joseph home sale kit. I just want all of you out there to know that. Okay. I am in no way affiliated with the Catholic company but it's just really, it's really humorous to me. <laughs> There's what? discount Catholic products. There's the St. Jude shop. There's the Catholic company. I'm like, oh, come on, guys. Really? Wait, wait. What's wrong with that? It's, uh, you know, it's, it's pushing the faith. I mean, you got, you got Peter Popoff. I mean, he sells everything. Oh, you really think that all these companies are actually Catholic? Sure. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sure. They went to church once. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Right. That would, that would make them Catholic. Okay. Well, I'm just saying. I'm just yeah. saying. So I don't think there's any right way to do it. Oh, really? So, Stephen, I don't think you did it wrong. Oh, oh really? And, and you are authority on burying uh, St. Joseph's <laughs> statues. I see that right now. Okay. Absolutely. I'm as big of an authority as you are. Oh, really? Oh. I'm, <laughs> twice, I'm twice your age. <laughs> So I have more experience than you. You're three times oh. my age. Just stop it. Mom, Dad, don't fight. You wish. You wish. 
Get the boxing gloves. Here we go. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, yes, Stephen, I agree with you 100%. I mean, playing hockey for so many years, and uh, I mean, we all sat in the same spots on the bench when, when we were in the, the locker room. You know, we, yeah, people would wear one colored sock, another one would wear another. We'd, you know, we all had our little rituals. And, and I think that you're absolutely right, is that. It's not our ability. It's absolutely whatever some external force that does it. And that works the reverse, too, with curses. You know, if something's going bad, then you must be cursed or, or someone put a curse on you. Wouldn't you agree? A lot of people can think that way, that, you know, it, someone's saying something bad about them or sending them bad energy mm -hmm. or... You know, it, it, it does happen. I, I've, I've actually had people come up to me and say, you know, I... Th I th I think it's almost like the evil eye. Someone's put the evil eye on me. What can you yeah. do about it? I'm like, I'm going, you know, not a thing. Just, you know, you know, what's it, what are you talking about? Are you, I don't are you, crazy? You, you want to scream? Are you crazy? Do you know what I mean? But, uh, <laughs> it's, you know, it's, if you truly believe that someone's cursed you, you're going to have a bad day. I guess so. I don't believe in the evil eye. I don't. Really? My neighbors, my neighbors are all Italian and they believe in that stuff. Mm-hmm. And you have to pin a little red uh, ribbon mm -hmm. to, like, uh, your undergarments uh, so that you ward off the evil eye. I remember them telling me that. Mm -hmm. Oh, and you couldn't have birds in the house. That was another, that was an Italian superstition that birds, birds inside your house were bad luck. See, that's interesting, Ann, because you call those superstitions, yet if we look at feng shui... It, they do the same stupid stuff. Not really? that feng shui is stupid, but yeah, I mean, they have you. You don't do this. You don't. You know, you have to open the door to your your, your house, even if it's a, your front door, even if you never use it. You have to make sure you open at that time. You have to have certain mirrors in a certain position. You, can, you know, there's there's so many different aspects of uh, fire and uh, earth and water and air in, in feng shui too. That it's mm -hmm. it, it's and if you look at it. It, you can define that just as much as superstition. Okay. All right. Wouldn't you agree, Stephen? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I would actually because it's um, even within aspects of feng shui, I, I, I've got a book on it somewhere. I bought it many years ago. Uh, I tried to feng shui my house uh, uh -huh. many, many years ago, and I just think I did it wrong. Nothing bad happened. It's just nothing good happened. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, it didn't, you didn't really clap help. your corners. That's your problem. That's it. Exactly, yes. Uh, the, the doctor told me it was, it was to do with my undergarments. Really? And, oh, um, <laughs> really? <laughs> but uh, there are various things, like depending on where your bathroom's situated, the direction it's pointing, where the doors are. You know, really? It's almost like flushing your money and flushing your success away. <laughs> And exactly. no, it's, you always keep the toilet seat down because, yeah, all the good shui is, is going right down the drain. That's, that's a true story. I'm not making that up. Go check out your feng shui. It's extremely important to keep your toilet seats down. And that's tied into energy movement through the planet as well, energy yeah. direction and ley line type of movement and everything. So it's, it, it, while a lot of it seems a bit strange and out there for all these things, there, there must be a defining reason behind it. And the reason why we have these superstitions, beliefs, and we build up these ideas to take forward, it, it, it will all have started somewhere. Um, and that's the part I find fascinating, particularly where, as Ron said, you, you, you've cross-cultural ideals that are essentially the same principles 
mm-hmm. that have carried over. And, you know, mm-hmm. crossing thousands of miles instantaneously almost. One culture did one thing, one culture did another. And right. they're very similar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, think about all the 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 voodoo, right? Like yeah. down, down in uh, New Orleans. And, I mean, that's a whole culture. And there's right. so in many in Massachusetts, too. Yeah. Don't you remember they dug up the bodies for body parts for uh, the voodoo guy? No. It was, out, it was out your way. No. What was oh, yes. that? Refresh my memory. It was in Worcester. Worcester. Yeah, they, they, uh, they got this guy. I believe he was from Rhode Island. But uh, he dug up uh, a couple of old bodies and took a few pieces here and there. For, <laughs> and it was, it was okay because he was a voodoo priest and it was entirely acceptable and he didn't think he did anything wrong. So. Oh, wow. No, I must have missed that one. Oh, okay. That's, but you know, but it's but it's true. I mean, there's so much stuff that's based on superstition. And I mean, we did a spell on one of our shows. Well, I did a spell. Um, uh oh. One of those voodoo, remember? And I had the cemetery dirt, and I went over to the Uh-oh. graveyard, and I got a little cemetery dirt from my in-laws' grave, mm-hmm. and that was in there. And there was all mm-hmm. kinds of those flannel in there. I forget what else I put in there, but that was like my a, hair. Oh, your hair. Yes, we got off a little piece of your hair. Threw that in there. Maybe it was a big chunk. But anyways, I threw mm-hmm. it in. Um, <laughs> but there's there's like a whole book of stuff. Um, that that voodoo, hoodoo thing. That's a really cool book, by the way. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's all really based on, I think it's all based on superstition. You know, you tie well, it all you tie it all up in a little bag, and you. Yeah, but you have to define superstition. What is superstition? I mean, you, you Stephen. Now she she did this voodoo spell, and it was I forget what it was for. The reason it was for, but she put this bag together, like like I said, with all this crap, and we had mm-hmm. blocks of each right here in it, and a bunch of other stuff. All the time after that show, she kept popping in my freaking mind. It was driving me nuts. <laughs> So till finally, I said, did you ever get rid of that bag? Because <laughs> that was my purpose. I don't drive know you crazy. what it was, but she was <laughs> absolutely driving me nuts because she would just pop into my mind for no reason at all. And that's was, really funny. Yeah, it's a riot. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what was in there? And, and eventually I did have to go in and open the thing because I think there were breadcrumbs in there. Yeah. And yes. I didn't want them to get all moldy. And then I had that little metal... That little medal you gave me, um, ah, it's on my desk at work. Saint somebody, you gave me a little medal, and that was in there. So I had to go in and fish that out. Is that out. the Exorcist medal? I couldn't leave that in there. Is the that the Exorcist medal? Did you get that at the Houghton Mansion? No. Okay. I don't, no, that's no. No, because okay. I wear that when we, when we ghost hunt. Okay. Uh, okay. Yep. All right. This cool. was just a little teeny one that you gave me. Hmm. Yeah. Saint somebody. I'm sure. <laughs> They're all you know, saint somebody. <laughs> I'm, such a, I'm such a good Catholic. You know how that goes. But it's just on my desk at work. So, you know, maybe it's helping me somehow. Yeah. Speaking of, <laughs> speaking of that, uh, Padre Pio's heart is coming to the Really? Yeah. Ooh, how wonderful. Is it, isn't that cool? Uh, see what you missed, Stephen? Yeah, I, I, I have no frame of reference to this <laughs> at all. 
Somebody's heart is coming to law. Padre Pio Pio is a stigmatic. And a saint. Ah, And and a saint. Yes. Yeah, well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yes. That tends not to happen here. Evidently, you never heard my show on uh, Relics, did you, Stephen? I did. Uh, It's actually, I just didn't recall the name. Mm. Uh, on that one, no, I did hear the relic show. I was the one throwing. Aren't you lucky? Yes, aren't you lucky? <laughs> that's Anne's favorite show, by the way. Oh yeah, of all time, all three years. Yes, <laughs> it's my favorite. So, so we we do have believed that we are influenced, and and we can go right all the way back. I mean, to I mean, we say different things like the superstitions, curses, but I mean, even in sports, like you know. Uh, if, uh, you know, uh, what's his name? Big Poppy hits a home run. He always yeah. does a little blessed points to the sky. I yes, mean, it, does. Yep. it's all it's it's all we believe that our lives are influenced huh. by more than just ourselves. And what Isn't about that what it come down Tebow, to? right? Yeah. T- taking the knee. Yeah. But is, isn't that what it comes down to is that we believe that, you know, all our lives are really influenced by other things than us other than ourselves. Yeah, I, in all honesty, I, I mean, when we cut all religion and belief and everything and superstition mm-hmm. right back to it, what it's about is a bunch of people in loincloths <laughs> sacrificing something in the vain <laughs> hope that that big sun god is going to come back up tomorrow. That's true. That's, That's a good basically thing. what it all comes down to. Is well, that it worked, didn't it? It, it seems to have worked, yes. It seems to have worked so far. Um, you know, that big, bright, yellow, beaming mass? The, you know, yeah. the, I, I'm I heard about it. I, I've never I'm talking really... about it. I, I, I didn't think you had that up in uh, Scotland. It, we get it, but it's kind of masked with grey. Oh, okay. <laughs> Quite a lot. But uh, no, that's basically what it comes down to. Almost all religions devolve into that belief that uh, with the proper giving and sacrifice we will appease whatever it is that's powering this world to keep spinning and this great god in the sky to come up well, and bless us god, with but it could be whatever influences actually we have to take break because the tunes are coming up but anyways uh you'll listen to ghost chronicles uh next generation with the ann carrigan and ron Cole. and a very 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 special guest today is uh spiritualist medium stephen scott and we'll be right back after the following messages here on pararex uh tojinet astronet whoever the hell else will play Hey, listen, high atop of Nuns Hill in Groveland stands the Chapel of the Little Missionary Sisters of Charity in Vesey Memorial Park. This serene scene will be the location for one of the most extraordinary events ever to be held. For three days and two nights, these sacred grounds will host the realm of Dan Brown's best-selling novels, Angels and Demons, and The Da Vinci Code. As part of the event, like in the novels, you'll become a symbolologist and follow a set of clues on your own quest to find a missing relic. And there's so much more. Costume dining with the dead, a conclave, a Da Vinci ghost hunt, red light seance, workshops and presentations, a papal death mask, a replica of the Shroud of Turin, and speakers like Keith Johnson from Ghost Hunters, Steve Parsons from the UK, psychic artist Nancy Smith, and Ron Kolick from Ghost Chronicles, and many others. Go to NewEnglandGhostProject.com, that's N-E-GhostProject.com, or CirclesOfWisdom.com for more information and to purchase tickets. Or call 978-455-6678. Hello. 
Hello, can you hear me? My name is Harry Price. I am speaking to you via the medium of the ghost box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Para-X Radio, The Ghost Channel, and even on something called a podcast. Two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing, although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. The other is Stephen Parsons, and he's a paranormal scientist. Well, mustache, I'm required elsewhere on something called a K2. But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there. Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more, all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Anne and our special guest this evening, Stephen Scott. Hello. Hello. Awkward silence. You woke him up. That's all. <laughs> wake up. Everybody, wake up. <laughs> okay. So, anyway. So, what were we talking about? We're still talking about superstitions. We were. We can talk about something else. I'm open to anything. Well, if any, I was, if, by the way, if anybody has their own superstition they want to mention, they can go into the Tojinet or the Parax chat room and, and let us know, uh, you know, what their superstition is. Or if they have a question for Ann or Stephen or myself, please do the same as well. The Tojinet or the Parax chat room. There you go. So I have a list in the break because I'm just Googling away. So I have a list of common superstitions, right? Really? One of them, find a penny, pick it up. So oh, yeah. do you pick up the coin or do you leave it laying on the ground? Face what do up you do? or face down? I never look. I just That's, pick it up. Yeah. It's, it, well, part of the superstition is, is you don't take it if it's face down. You do take it if it's face up. Really? Mm-hmm. What do you think? That's, what do you think, Stephen? That's interesting because I, I didn't know about that second part. About if I it's face either. up or face down. No, and again, that's where superstitions escalate. There you go. And that, you know, is it face up or face down? Is it daytime or nighttime? You know, that's is, right. is is yeah. is it a certain month? Is it, you know, is there an arm the month? Is there not an arm the month? Was and I wearing is, blue pants or a green yeah. kilt? Yeah. 
all these superstitions seem to oh escalate my. until it gets to the point where you have a checklist of about 50 things, and if you didn't do all 50, you're, you're screwed. Right. Well, I just <laughs> yeah. don't want think, you know, people to think I'm cheap because I'm picking up the coin off the ground, I guess, mostly. Mm-hmm. But I've never... Do you, I've never, ever looked at it to see if it was face up or yeah. face down. So have you picked up a penny? Absolutely. Every yeah. single time because my superstition is that when you see a coin on the ground in front of you, somebody's, somebody that has passed is thinking of you. So I pick it right up and put it uh-huh. in my pocket. Yeah. 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 So you're taking it as a sign from even someone? If, even if it was Jeffrey Dahmer. Um, I hope not. <laughs> Well, hope, you don't know who's thinking of you. Well, I don't. I don't know. But if somebody's thinking of me, I like to think it's in someone I love. Yeah. Okay. Fine. <laughs> and can I ask? That's really interesting. Was there someone then that that either would have collected those types of coins, or someone who told you that before? Because if so, then in a spiritual capacity, it's easier for them to come back and display that as a sign for you. Hmm. Um. Oh, did you see the movie Ghost? <laughs> uh, no. Well, I probably saw Ghost a long time ago, but I don't remember that being part of it. But oh, really? I don't. I uh, I don't know. I've just pennies from heaven. People have told me that, so I don't think that it's anybody in particular um, that I remember. Mm-hmm. But I just, I just always do. <laughs> you know, sometimes a penny is just a penny. And I mean, I mean, when it, it is true, but I will tell you this: when my mother-in-law Lorraine passed away, mm-hmm. um, my daughter Alexis received her car because um, you know she was at that age, needed a car, no one else needed the car, and so she got my mother-in-law's car. And honest to goodness, uh, every time. Uh, one of us would get in that car. We'd find a coin in the back seat. Hmm. It was really weird. It was, was very a weird. Driver? That way, yeah, maybe that went on for quite a while. We kept finding coins, hmm. um, like for weeks afterwards. So, you know. Oh, and can I just go off on a little tangent oh, here? Oh, please do. Please let me go on a tangent. Please do. Uh, my daughter texted me a few weeks ago and she said I had a dream about Grandma Lori and in the dream she came into the uh, spa where I worked and she was in one of the like the back rooms and uh, I went out there and you know we they had like this whole conversation, which I think is really awesome because I don't think I've ever had a dream about anybody who's passed or I've actually spoke to them and remembered a conversation. Mm. Just one. Just one. And, um, you know, she asked Alex how she was doing, and she said, oh, are you, you know, uh, do you have any children yet? And she said, no, you know, but I, I have someone I care for very much, and we'll probably get married. And she said, oh, that's wonderful. And, of course, said to her, well, I can't stay. I have to go. And... But it was so clear, like it was such a lovely dream for my daughter, and it was really clear to her when she woke up. And um, I said, oh, my God, Grandma definitely came back and visited you. Do, you. do you believe in that? Do you believe that people come to you in your dreams? Oh, yeah, absolutely, uh, yeah. With, without doubt. Uh, it's, it's at that point where 
we are our conscious mind is dropping off and you will get people say it's just merely your subconscious fulfilling a requirement or a need but uh, I often find that when our day-to-day brain is allowed to drop away Mm -hmm. and we get more in touch with that genuine spirit that is ourselves at our core Mm -hmm. it's very easy for us to communicate because our mind moves from the physical to the more spiritual level and effectively we're almost rising as they're descending Mm -hmm. and it's very easy to meet in the middle and it it can be an incredible experience to have that conversation with someone and Mm -hmm. Invariably, it happens at a time when you may be needing just that little bit of lift or a little trying to alleviate a doubt or something that's arisen. It it rarely happens for no reason and simply because it it does take a lot of energy for spirit to communicate with us, as you know. Mm -hmm. But uh, in those instances, that communication does become easier. So there would have been a reason Alexis was looking for answers at that point Mm -hmm. and that lovely lady came forward her it's still a grandmother isn't it I get confused with family connections it's still grandmother to her yeah Uh, her grandmother came forward um, Mm -hmm. to give her that little bit of a lift just when she maybe needed it because there may have been something that she was doubting that she's perhaps not expressing or even not aware of herself Mm -hmm. at the time you know, yeah. and it's it's just there to give you that little boost, particularly yeah. if it leaves you with an image and a memory that then later comes to light. Something that was discussed, all of a sudden you think, oh, I've had that before, and that was that dream where I dreamt of Gran, and, right. it, it, and you know, it it can sometimes lead on to something much later down the line. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, what's well, interesting I... is that uh, we had several cases where where. Uh, loved ones would come to people in their dreams. I remember specifically one where, uh, and, and I think I've told this before, but so I'll make it short, but basically it was a woman and her mother used to go to the racetrack all the time and, and bet on the horses and then the mother died and the, the woman at night would see her mother and the mother would show her the program for the next day with the winning <laughs> horses on it. And she would do this, she would do this, she did this for a week and she would check the paper and they were they were the winning horses. But, you know, she had that good old Catholic upbringing, so she felt guilty about it and never bet on him. And it, uh. it, it all ended. Uh, but I also found out when my mom was passing away, uh, I, I went to visit her. And she, was in a, uh, she wasn't dying at that time, but she was rehabbing at that time from an mm-hmm. injury. And uh, I was late at night in the hospital, and she, she started telling me a, a little bit about my family history. And I found out that my great-great-grandfather uh, who lived in a village in Poland was uh, spoke to the dead. He would the villagers when someone died would go see him and ask questions of him, and, and he would at night go to sleep. The the loved one would from the who died would come to him and answer the questions in his sleep. Mm-hmm. I always thought that was intriguing because I had no idea and had never even heard that before, mm-hmm. as as well. So it, it's interesting. Uh, and, and one other experiment that Maureen and I did, Maureen was doing a sleep uh, uh, test in, in some hospital in Boston, and I was at the Houghton Mansion, and we had a, a prescribed time. And uh, at that time, I actually was able to connect with her in her sleep test and, and show her some cards and stuff. And uh, 
of course, they were all they couldn't figure out what was going on at the test uh, because the EKG and all that other stuff or whatever they, they measure, the, the lines were going crazy at that time that we had connected. <laughs> so you, you can, I think you can connect through sleep. I think that's, mm-hmm. like Stephen said, it, 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 you're, you're totally divorced of the outside world. Right, you're it, open. And your mind is just, yeah. Yeah. Is, is that kind of what it is, Stephen? Like, Yeah, I think so. Is that you're less, uh, uh, as you allow your physical body to relax and your, your conscious mind that's running your day-to-day things, you know, you know, did my boss like what we gave them? You, you know, am I going to get that piece of work back? Uh, how am I going to pay my mortgage this month? Yeah. You know, uh, all those, you know. <laughs> should I dig up St. Joseph? <laughs> you know, yeah, should I dig up St. Joseph and turn them on his side or put them upside down or stick them in a bag or just generally wear them in my hair, which will be difficult. Uh, did, you to a, did you bury any money with them? You're supposed to bury some money with them too, by the way. Uh, Ron, if I had money, I wouldn't be selling them. <laughs> I tell you, if I have I'll money, you, I'll send you a I'm not going to bury it in the ground. You know, yeah, it's oh, it's it's just one of those things. But uh, it actually draws us that type of thing does draw us back into that whole thing about superstition, which is about focus and intent and what you make real. Uh, and it's the same thing as these little superstitions. For example, we don't know what our subconscious brain is doing when we fall asleep, mm-hmm. so we can actually set ourselves up. But if we believe in something strongly enough and we generate our own problems, even perhaps in our sleep, when our conscious mind kicks off and we're falling asleep and everything's calming down, we don't know what's happening. And we all know that we have the capability to affect energetic patterns in the world. Uh, the wonderful um, Masaru Emoto the, uh, from Japan showed how our thoughts can affect patterns in water, for example. Uh, when we look at all that and we look at how we could then influence how our negative thoughts are applied if we honestly believe if we fail to do something that it's going to have negative implications then we can affect our own world and our own thoughts and our own processes and that's why I'm not saying positive reinforcement but, but I suppose I am to some extent. That's why keeping ourselves positive and focused on positive outcomes is very, very important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, uh, and and tr- trying to generate that positive energy around the world for everyone. You know, particularly when we're faced with difficulties, it's it's oh, yeah. easy for us to latch onto the negative and become obsessed with it. Right. Definitely. You know, and uh, particularly at these times where the world seems to be. Uh, what's regressing, becoming di- you know, more diverse and more split and more separate. And there are people out there who want that to happen because it suits their purposes. It's nothing to do with us. It's nothing to do with the greater good for everyone. It's all to do with, you know, how can I make more money? How can I do my own thing? And it's important that as spiritual people, we, we, we try, or people who believe in that existence of energy, we try to rise above that. And that's one of the key things about superstition. If we can protect ourselves with a thought and carry that thought into our own spirit and our own identity. And we can project that thought positively out into the world, not just to protect ourselves, but others. Then that's where superstitions really get good, positive power from. Right. You know that uh, John actually has a question in the chat room, and he says, what about karma? Now, karma is, to me, it, it's kind of like, superstition it's kind of like religion it's kind of like all of what we're talking about in that it's a belief 
it's another thing that if you believe in it, perhaps it does. So in other words, comrade is if you put out bad, you're going to get bad back. Uh, you know, if, if you do something good, you're going to get good back. Uh, what's your thoughts on that? Is, is that kind of what we're talking about as well? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think karma is very often tied into a lot of, again, personal religious beliefs. Uh, for example, a lot of Far Eastern beliefs uh, believe that when you die, your karma in this life is reflected in your next life. Mm-hmm. Now, in a lot of Western religions, that doesn't marry because in a lot of Western religions, when you die, you go to heaven, you don't come back. In a lot of the cases, you don't have a secondary life. You know, that's it. You're, so we then get into the realms well, of... I have to kind of disagree with you on that one a little no, no, I'm, I'm not specifying any religions here. I'm saying yeah. within a lot of Western religions, that is yeah. what happens. You know, is that... So we're now talking about um, past lives. Yeah. Now, there are a lot of religious beliefs out there that say that once you die, that's it. You stay in any in heaven with a God of choice, and that's what happens to you. You don't come back. You can't have a second life. You can't have a past life. But for me, I believe that that karmic energy is carried from one to the next to the next to the next mm-hmm. of any incarnations uh, that, that you undertake. And as a spiritualist, I know that we work and we grow and we choose to come back into this life. We choose to leave our heaven aside and come back here as a learning ground. Mm-hmm. Because where everything's nice and safe and that divine energy and that divine aspect of heaven. This is where things go wrong. <laughs> That's why we're here. We're here to experience the positive and the negative through this human existence. Right. You know, and to learn to deal with the difficulties. Sometimes good things happen and we have to learn to deal with that. Um, Sometimes and, bad things happen and we have to yeah, deal with that. But mm-hmm. How often do things happen that we perceive as good? Someone wins a lottery and their life goes off the rails. Mm-hmm. Right. That's true. It's a because they've not learned to deal with it. Right. And that comes back to aspects of power and brings us back into almost that superstition thing. And, in fact, it takes us back to the martial arts that you were talking about earlier on. That's funny. I was just going to bring up martial arts. Go ahead. <laughs> because one, I must be psychic. Um, one of the things <laughs> that happens is within the martial arts, you spend years. I've been doing martial arts for 36 years now. And in that 36 years, I've learned to respect what people are capable of. So the last thing I want to do, it becomes a paradox. I have learned how to look after myself, defend myself, keep myself whole, keep myself safe in the event of physical harm. Mm -hmm. At the same time, I've learned to respect so much what that can do that I never want to have to use that. Therefore, I will go out my way to avoid conflict in the first place, Mm -hmm. which is the very thing that started me in on it. Mm. That's funny. and, and, and dreaming and martial arts, I mean, in martial arts, you have to be in a, a certain frame of mind to accomplish certain things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even, uh, you know, in, in like the psychomantium chamber, you're, you, you develop your mind into an, another plane, another yes. level. And, uh, you know, it's, so I, I can see that. And, and I'm, the reason I bring this up, I, I, I'm doing an event with... Um, Paul and Debs Reeves from uh, Wales, they're coming over here uh, in October, on October 18th, I believe it is, a Tuesday night. We're doing this thing called uh, the Hall of Mirrors. And supposedly, and, and I've never heard this, and I wanted, wanted to ask you about this, because uh, they have gone to the spiritualist church before, or were members and whatever. They, you're able to scry in a mirror and 
and through this scrying, I guess you can, uh, in cooling, calming your mind, you can actually see your spiritualist guide that's with you. Have you ever heard of that? I've heard of it. I've never done it, but I know people who do that. Um, it's very similar to it's, it's like any other form of scrying. And um, again, it's it's looking at a fixed point until your consciousness and your focus mm-hmm. kind of fades out from the world around around you, uh, around about you, and uh, you're able to allow different aspects of your own spiritual consciousness to step forward, which is always what it's about when we're dealing with that type of spirit contact. Whenever we work as mediums, and even if we're doing scrying, where you're working as your own personal medium here, what you're actually doing is you're trying to step down your physical awareness and allow your spiritual awareness to step forwards. And very often, anyone can do this. They can stare at a blank spot on a wall, and eventually you will notice that almost like the edges of your vision start to kind of flutter and everything starts to close in slightly. Uh, And it's purely to do with where your vision is focused. And that starts to, if you see that physical reaction through to the end, eventually things kind of grey out until you've only got that focus point in front of you. When you're doing that in a mirror, you're actually reflecting upon yourself, so you become the focus for yourself. So what then can happen, I believe, is that your spiritual self can start to come forward and view you and whatever's around about you. I've, I've done something similar. No, I said I've never actually done it. I've never done it to see a guide, but mm-hmm. I've done it as a form of scrying before. And it's interesting. It can also be quite creepy because oh, yeah. you do get a lot of pareidolia kicking in. Yeah, that you I need think to it's try creepy. And, yeah. <laughs> You need to try not over. Don't say Candyman three times, just just you know for fun. Because <laughs> you know, although if Tony Todd turned up, that'd be yeah. cool. I've done it before. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, but this is where a lot again a lot of these superstitions come in. Uh, you know, the Candyman movie was based on legends like you know Bloody Mary. All Bloody that Mary. Thing. Yeah. Uh, and this is where all this comes in, and it's a challenge to yourself. Con so Marina doing that on the air. You know, and it's. Uh, <laughs> You know, it's it's interesting how we take these positive aspects and still manage to find a negative spin for them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. But have you but done scrying a... before, Ian? No, I know I haven't. I I honestly do think it's a little creepy. Um, I don't know if I could do it. We'll I have, I we'll have to uh, break you in this weekend. Oh, oh, great! Yeah, I I don't know. You know, I don't know if I can. Uh, take it seriously enough to to do it i don't know i i don't know if i have that level of attention <laughs> you'd be surprised you, that's yeah. All I say. yeah yeah it, maybe it can happen quite quickly and if you're in a darkened room or a darkened area and all you have is for example a candle in front of the mirror mm-hmm. and so that's the only light in the room you immediately a lot of the darkness around about you watch but what we have to remember is candles flicker and you are breathing Mm-hmm. You know, so right. you do get that. For me, what scrying's about is about overcoming the body and the mind's natural reactions yeah. to react to the environment around them. It's a great focusing tool because if you start to see nothing but flickering Im- images all around you caused by the candlelight, you're not remaining focused on what you're doing. It's a great tool for developing focus. 
mm. and that type of focus that you need for deeper meditations like trance, etc. Because when you work in things like trance, you will go through a point where, for me, it feels as though my body's being twisted, contorted, and compressed into a ball. Oh. <laughs> if that I doesn't want, sound good. It doesn't, but it actually feels that's what's happening. And what yeah. that is, is it's the spirit self starting to move and adjust to its surroundings. The spirit self has no containment. So as I start to become aware of my own spirit, I'm aware of the fact that my body feels as though it's trying to shape itself into the same environment. So I get a kind of crushing, twisting, there's no pain, there's no pressure, Mm -hmm. but it does cause a moment of panic where you want to open your eyes and flex your fingers Mm -hmm. or move your shoulder. It it feels like my shoulder's in my hip joint, for example, sometimes. (laughs) And I know that sounds really weird, but what you want to do is move your shoulder to make sure it's there. As soon as you do that, bang, you've lost your focus. Exactly. That's, that's the key. The yeah, you can't change your point. I tell you, we I had a, a really strange experience uh, with the Cyclomanthium chamber at, at the Houghton Mansion. Uh, Maureen and I went in. It's, it's designed for one person, so we. I decided to do it as part of our radio show, and I had a little recorder at the time. So I crawled in first and sat by the mirror, and uh, Maureen sat in the chair and did the the thing. Well, that that weekend uh jane darley had come up and she had been working with the crystal skulls and everything else and whatever so anyways so uh we were we were in there and all of a sudden uh, you know of course i'm i'm sitting really in front of the mirror and i look in the mirror and the mirror is like all this smoky mist smoky mist smoky mist and, and it's moving and everything and then it starts forming a skull and then all of a sudden the 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 i don't the Oh, there it is, the uh, bell. But anyways, the, the skull or the, the stream steam of the skull comes right out of the mirror. So I could actually see it dimensionally. And then, I, of course, Maureen's a trans meeting. And the next thing I know, she's standing up and scouring over me. And uh, there's some... Uh-oh some guy that doesn't like me uh there so uh yeah it was it was intriguing but i the the part that really intrigued me the most was actually the physical part where i could actually see this you know image come out of the mirror actually dimensional which was was really strange but uh anyway you have a lot of guys possess her that don't like you there's a lot of people that don't like me you know it happens a lot yeah, well, I have observed. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it depends on the situations, really. I mean, if we go into some nasty places, and uh, you know, this, I'm not afraid to, uh, you know, if you're you're not a nice person, I'll tell you, you're not a nice person. I so know it, that. that's basically it. But anyways, uh, that was the bell. So we actually going to leave. Stephen, uh, I want to thank you so much for joining us tonight and joining this craziness. And if somebody <laughs> wanted to get uh, get in touch with you. Uh, where could they do that? Oh, I've moved. I've moved to a different site. So it's uh, stephenwkscott.wordpress.com. Combine my blog in. Oh, okay. okay. So can we put that up on our, our site, uh, Ian? Stephen K. Scott. Stephen W.K. Oh, sorry. Stephen W.K. Scott at WordPress. Uh, it's, yes. stephenwkscott.wordpress.com. .wordpress.com. Sorry. All right, cool. All right. And your book is, Stephen, is still available? Yes, it's still available. Uh, if anyone wants it, they can get it from myself or they can get it from any uh, suspicious bookseller. <laughs> and, and the title would be useful. It is called Working for Spirits. 
There you go. So there's the tunes, and we got to say goodbye. Stephen, thank you so much for joining us tonight. We oh, really appreciate it. Yes, it was lovely. Thank and you. We'll, and we'll miss you at Spirit Quest. Oh, yes. you're also you're in this night, too. And, and Valerie, too. Yeah. <laughs> I'll Valerie. let them know. Valerie. Stop yeah, it. whatever. <laughs> so till then, good night. God bless everyone. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us good luck.